Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Hey, welcome to the chat room, y'all. What's going on, T? You on mute, Tony? That's okay. Welcome to Let's Chat, y'all. I am Miss Leisha. You know I got my right hand and sometimes my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We got the chat room. This is our last show before we take our break, but we will be back in September. Tony? Okay, there I go. Can you hear me now? (laughs) Yes, I can hear you now. You sound like you're underwater, but I can hear you. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little technical difficulty. Is that a little bit better? Yes, that's a little bit better. How are you doing today, T? I'm good. I'm good. Not too long getting in, but uh, we're here nonetheless, gearing up for another great show. Lisa, I had so much fun last night. I was just cracking myself up today thinking about it. We had a ball. (laughs) We really did. We had three wonderful ladies as guests last night in the chat room. And if you missed it, even if you were there with us, go check it out again because you always miss something that first time. But it was hilarious. And the energy, they just filled the chat room up, Leisha. I had a really great time with those ladies. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. I think we last for two hours. (laughs) <laughs> we sure did. I had to go get some tissue between wiping my eyes and wiping my mouth. <laughs> Let me not get going. <laughs> I couldn't stop it. It was hilarious. We did. We had a great, great time on the show yesterday. Make sure y'all check out our archives here on blogtalk.com as well as on iTunes or any podcast app. That's right. You can take the ladies of Let's Chat anywhere you go. We are right there with you. Check us out. 
That's right. We got a great, great show lined up today. I don't have a topic for today because we always, you know, we end up leaning to the left, we lean to the right, you know, so we never mm-hmm. really have. Um, I think sometimes it's okay not to have a topic. Sometimes it's just okay mm-hmm. to let just things just flow. But I do mm-hmm. want to talk about why be a volunteer. You okay. know, sometimes I think people – It's okay to do stuff just to be nice. Like, you don't have to have a motive every time you do something. Uh Even though the ones that always have a motive every time they do something nice, those are the ones that give you the side eye when people are just being nice. It's nothing wrong with just being nice to people. What do you think about that, too? It isn't. You know, sometimes you feel good just helping someone else, you know, and it's unexpected. I like that unexpected helpless. Like, it's People, you know, the people in New York get a bad rep for being um, mean and nasty and everything. But you can ask anybody on the street, no matter what it is, it, and they'll help you. I've seen it daily. I've been a, a, a on the other side myself, you know. So it's always a great thing to just volunteer. And even like, you know, I'll be rushing to get my train and somebody will stop and ask me a question. And, and I just stop and help them and just end up missing my train. Just saying. She said, "I done missed my train." <laughs> but she said, "I done missed my train." But I, I don't think there's nothing wrong with being nice. You know, sometimes it's okay to volunteer. And when I ask the question, "Why be a volunteer?" I think that uh-huh. that is our responsibility in life. I think uh-huh. that we are to be a blessing to somebody at all times. Um, even right. if it comes down to you have a loaf of bread and your neighbor has no bread, then you should give them some bread. Like nobody should worry about minor things, small uh-huh. things. And in this industry, uh-huh. you know, it's the same thing, whether it's a little, uh, it's a, a read here, a review here. There's nothing wrong with just doing stuff just to be nice. You know, I, you know, it's not that you need anything. You just, I, you love to see people succeed. And when you love to see people succeed, being nice, that's your reward. That's true. That's true. And I do a lot of volunteering, you know, and, and sometimes people just volunteer you, and you don't even know you're being volunteered. How about that, Lise? Oh, yeah, I see, I, I have problems you that. to do this. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I volunteer T for stuff. I'd be like, T, I done sent you somebody. But I don't necessarily volunteer her. I let, I do give her the option to say no. But those that mm-hmm. don't give you the option to say no, they just volunteer your services. No, don't volunteer me. I don't know what I got to do. <laughs> but, see, that's business. When you're volunteering someone over there, to me, that's business. I'm I'm expanding my brand. So, you know, we welcome those type of um, – those, those That's a recommendation. <laughs> Yes, let me clean that up. Look, that's a recommendation. <laughs> People be in your inbox. I wanted to volunteer you to read over my. Can you edit this voluntarily? Let me just clean that up. <laughs> oh, I know I do no, that. <laughs> I'm like, hey, can you listen? Look at this thing. She's like, sure. <laughs> but that's for select the select people. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. That We appreciate everybody who tunes in to Let's Chat on a regular basis. We appreciate y'all. Like, 
really, I love what I do, and I think T loves what she does too. Mm-hmm. I mean, just love I it. The net, I just, mm-hmm. I love to network with people. I love to see people win. I just love it. It's just that's my passion. I think that mm-hmm. somebody posted it on uh, Facebook. Can you be in a relationship without passion? I don't think you can be in a relationship without passion, any kind of relationship, Mm -hmm. working, friendship, none. But I don't think you can live through life without passion. And I have a passion Mm -hmm. that just helps burn. I love helping people. That is my passion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, was the relationship a marriage relationship or just a relationship in general? Because that's kind of hard. She ain't say. She just posted oh, okay. uh, a question. You know how somebody always trying to post a question and, you know, they try to mm-hmm. have those, you know, questions all the way to the left just to see what people go say. But right. it's true. You, you a, can't have a relationship. Yeah. Not even – you have to have passion, and you have to share passion. Like mm-hmm. if somebody got passion for something else and somebody got that, that's not going to work. But your mm-hmm. passions have to – you have to be able to light each other's fire. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Mm-hmm. And also to understand it, and because, you know, we, we get a lot of guests here on Let's Chat, and, and you can hear their passion behind whatever it is that they're doing, be it writing, mm-hmm. publishing, singing. You know, you, you have to have that passion to endure, because not first of all, not everybody's going to understand your passion, but as long as you understand it and you see the growth of it, and passion hurts because if you're passionate, you know, you could be starting out. It's going to be tough getting your foot in the door. So that passion is what mm-hmm. drives you and keeps you motivated. I definitely agree with that. Um, to me, I think that passion is a necessity, just mm-hmm. like, um, but it, it doesn't fit everywhere. I think that... Mm-hmm. A lot of times, passion and ambition, they don't fit everywhere. Even though Mm -hmm. they're a necessity, they don't fit everywhere because everybody has to kind of be on the same page for them to work. In the same way. Like, you can have passion, but if you're stuck in a a job that, like, I worked in a call center. I love helping people. Mm -hmm. So I worked on the escalator team, but you can only help so much. Just within mm-hmm. the guidelines of the company. You know what I'm saying? Which, right. To me, that wasn't helping my passion because somebody called in, they like getting cut off, I want to help them. Right. And they're calling in because they need help. Exactly. So I don't know. I think it depends. I think it depends on who's around you. Who's, so you got to be careful about who's in your space. Because passion, mm-hmm. change, ambition, all of those are great things. But everybody's not ready for either. Mhm. Mm. That's an that's an interesting concept. Everybody's not ready. Hmm. Never thought of it that way, Leash. You. I mean, honestly, like you can have passion for something, but passion brings change. Passion yeah. also brings ambition, which brings change. Everybody ain't oh. ready for change. Change mm. ain't everybody's thing. So when you start getting ambitious and they start Mm -hmm. seeing the passion for the things that you want to do, that means your world Mm -hmm. is about to change. Mm 
So when we have the the authors on, that's what draws the reader in, the passion for what mm-hmm. they do, because we get to feel mm-hmm. it in their pen. Right. And that's kind of what we were talking about last night because, you know, some people are just not comfortable with change. They like to just remain the same, remain stagnant. And if you change it, it just takes them all out of their realm. It's they just get off their dean, as some people say. So a lot of people go through life with no change, with no passion. And I just can't see that because you, you have to have something to, to wake up to and be excited about, a new day to be passionate about. It's, I would get bored if I had no passion in anything that I did. I, I agree. I think that is so true. Like, like, what would life be like? You have no passion for anything. You just, you just settle. Wow. That's what it is. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And people do it all the yeah. time. They mm-hmm. have may have a passion that's burning them, but they've just settled. And I think a lot of times they settle because their passion means change, and change is fearful. Mm-hmm. Like change, you're that's really a- like stepping out with your eyes mm-hmm. closed, trying to make your dream happen. Mm, that's also faith, <laughs> stepping out on faith. But you use a good a word that people settle. And if you're settling to be passionless, that's just next to just existing. Just to be taking up space on this earth, you're just existing. You're not that's waking right. up excited about something or a new day or it could be a sunny day, rainy day, snowy day, but the passion within you can just help you trudge through it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. And even like when it comes to writing, I can't wait to have our guests in to ask this question because yesterday I asked the question, does your faith and your craft sometimes collide? But mm-hmm. when it, does your passion become your force behind your pen when you are tired? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they get tired. Writing is a long process. It's 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 more than just writing the thoughts in your head because once you throw those thoughts up on the paper, then you got to go back and organize them. Then you got to go back and read them. Then you got to go back and organize what you put down to organize and read. And then you got to do go do it all over again. It's all a process. And so at mm-hmm. that time, you've probably rewritten the same thing ten times, and now you're tired of seeing it. Is that when passion kicks in or ambition kicks in to keep going? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so true. Because, you know, like you said, you know, Lisa, Lisa and I, we have been exposed to a lot since we've been doing the radio show and doing what we do behind the scenes. We've seen what it all takes to get a book into a reader's hand. And, Lisa, I, like I've said before, I have not been more appreciative of the work that an author takes to put a book in my hand and for me to enjoy it. It takes a lot, and there's so many different avenues that they go through, and it's not just thrown on a page and then thrown on Amazon and thrown in the bookstore. There is a process, like you said, to get a good book into a reader's hand. Absolutely. I agree. And I think that a lot of times, 
You have authors that they just write because, okay, it's thoughts in my head. I got to get them out. Oh, I, I feel this is a great story. I think there's a difference between, and I said this before, a creative writer and, and an author. Mm-hmm. A creative writer will get an A in a class. That does not mean they're going to be able to sell a book. To be able to be an author, not only do you have to sell yourself, you got to sell that book too. And I see so many people, you, you they get frustrated because book money is slow money. Mm-hmm. And they get frustrated. And then they say, well, I'm mad, I'm upset because nobody's buying my book. Well, the only mm-hmm. the 25 people on Facebook are the ones that you're talking to that you're asking them to buy mm-hmm. their book. But it's more than just Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Facebook is only a quarter mm-hmm. of what it takes. You got to get mm-hmm. outside. You got to get on them sidewalks. You brought up New York um, earlier in the show, team. One thing I love about New York is that they hustle. When we were in New York, every time we turned around, <laughs> every time I turned around, somebody was selling something on the corner. They were selling water. And I don't mean just like standing there with the water. Homeboy was selling cases and cases of water. Mm-hmm. Just by the box. That's right. You know, they have food neat. carts everywhere. People have their stands up. That's like networking in at its best. Mm-hmm. When you're just out there, just able to, like, hustle. I, if you remember when Tamika Newhouse came on the show, she talked about how, um, was it New York she said she went to? Or was mm-hmm. it New York or... Miami or she was somewhere and she had books and she Mm -hmm. said I just I had to go and sell my books so I could get home Mm, I remember that (laughs) and uh, and also wet anymore as authors right and also Q I remember when Justin Q Young was up here he said he was selling books everywhere he went people buy because people that that's that hustle mentality but you know these Mm-hmm. There were so many readers before Facebook. I was a reader before Facebook. I was a reader before social mm-hmm. media. So you got to hit those people that are still not on social media because not all mm-hmm. readers are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You got to go out there and tap into that unknown territory for those that sit behind a computer. Hello. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Just saying. That's I'm That's just right. saying. You just saying. It was already said. You ain't said nothing but a word. Because <laughs> <laughs> some of my favorite authors that I read growing up, I didn't know before Facebook. And I still can remember the the books that I read of theirs like 10, 20 years ago. So that's the impact on that, that untapped, you know, territory. Get out there and talk to those people that are on the street. They buy books. Get that that paperback hustle. I was talking to a PR person for um, a celebrity, and we were talking about books. And mm-hmm. what I said was, you got celebrities that write books every day. The ones that combine their book and their brand mm-hmm. always make money. You're not going to have too many celebrities that write a book and it's not going to be a New York Times bestseller. Because the New York Times bestseller just means that you sold a certain amount of books within a certain amount of time from the date that book was released. You Mm could have bought those books. You see what I'm saying? 
You could buy mm-hmm. $8,000 worth of your books the day it drops, and you're on the New York Times bestseller list. But now you got to sell the books. You see what I'm saying? And I said that mm-hmm. they do so many things, and in the news, we only hear bad things, you know, because mess flies faster than anything else. So in the mm-hmm. news, they have nonprofits, they have books, they have this. And a lot of times, the grassroots, at the grassroots, we don't know. We didn't hear about it until after the fact. Mm-hmm. And when you said, you know, being able to connect, sometimes that's where social media comes in. Social media is a mm-hmm. tool. It's not the end all be all of an industry or a career. Mm-hmm. It is a tool that you use to expand it, to allow yeah. yourself to talk to those people or those people to experience you, the ones that would not even on a regular basis, experience you on a good day. Allow them to have Mm -hmm. that interaction with you, to talk to you, have that time with you. Interaction Mm -hmm. is key in this industry, any industry. Interaction is key. If you interact with your fans, if you interact with your readers, you're going to go a long way. That's true. That's true. And, and, And that word of mouth, that is for real. That word of mouth, because when you can touch someone you don't know if you're touching one or ten that word of mouth is powerful that's right that's right even like when you look at book clubs word of mouth is one of the best promotional gifts you can have as an author and Mm -hmm. i do promotion and it's nice to be able to drop links to somebody but if nobody is checking for you i don't care how many links somebody drops for you they still not buying the book. They're going to drop mm-hmm. links for you all day long. You have to be mm-hmm. able to do something. So promotion is great, but interaction is better. That's true. And that's so true, Leash, because, you know, we, we have a, a author that just dropped her, Malachi Taylor, um, Bloodstone. Make sure you go out there and pick that up. And um, I have... I don't know how many people I've told about that book, but that part of that word of mouth. I said, okay, T, I picked up the book. I'm going to make sure you leave a review and let me know how you like it. That's that word of mouth. And now when they read it and they they like it, they read it and pass that on, that's that cycle that's continually going. So get that word out there. If you read a good book, let somebody know. Pass it on. You know, I'm sure that author would be so appreciative to know that people are actually talking and buying that book. So pick uh-huh. up that Blackstone, by the way. <laughs> you know, and one thing about Malachi, I can't wait to get him until we can get him on the show. I love his energy mm-hmm. and just his his drive, his ambition and his drive to get where he got to go. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, he just, to go through so much to even get the little bit of passion you have going, but mm-hmm. to still continue to do so. Mm-hmm. And um, his That's books true. are a mixture of truth and fantasy. You know, you got true mm-hmm. stuff here and there, stuff that actually happened in a little fantasy. But I like the way he puts it together. Me too. And I'm not just saying that because I edited 
but that last read before it went to the publisher, I still tell Elise that's like some of the best work we've done, girl. I so enjoyed that book, and I may be a little bit biased because uh, I did edit it, but he, you know, it it stood out. That's how powerful his writing was. It that it has stood out to me. That I'm like, I like this. I'm like, who 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 edited this? Who wrote this? <laughs> right, but and that's okay. true because. And I'm not saying it's good just because I published it, but it is. <laughs> and it, but it's the author. I don't think the publisher makes the author. Mm-hmm. Just like it's the author doesn't book. make the publisher. You have, right. like back in the day, if you talk about like Triple Crown, people knew who Triple Crown was before they knew who the authors were. They probably didn't even know the authors. They just were looking mm. for Triple Crown. But right. in order for it to be that way, she had – you had to grind. You had to grind. You had to network. You had to get yourself out there to be known. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that means that anything you put your hand on, people are looking at it. Mm-hmm. And you everything know, that like you put out, you put out in a certain well. way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With his authors, that LDP, you know, you that brand, so you know that kind of whatever coming under that umbrella should be pretty good. Right. And I think that I I love it when you have publishers that write and then Mm -hmm. you have authors that write. I think that your pen should be able to stand. Like if you have publishers that have a bomb pen, I mean like Mm -hmm. literally. Even if you look at Ashley and Jaquavis, their writing styles, their books, when they have authors, their authors have to stand with their pen and still stand Mm -hmm. by themselves at the same time. Right. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what the relationship with your publisher is. First of all, to me, a publisher is nothing but an investor. Mm -hmm. Somebody Mm -hmm. that you needed to invest in your book, your, your, your book and your pen, because Mm -hmm. maybe you couldn't do so yourself. Not everybody needs a publisher. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. not everybody needs a publisher. Right. You know, what comes to mind as you were talking about Ash and Jaquavis is Ty Marshall. He he may be part of them, but he's a, his own individual brand. You know, he, he's out there making his name his brand. So that you do have that individuality, even if you're with the publisher, it's your job, it's your passion to also want to be able to stand next to them or stand, you know, beside them and be an individual. And for some reason, Ty just stands out when you, when you were just talking about what you were saying about that publisher and author, because you do need to be an individual brand besides your, your publisher. Absolutely. And, and moving, you guys should be mm-hmm. moving the same way. Mm-hmm. If, if you hustling, your your publisher is hustling. If you're out there networking, your publisher out there networking. If your publisher out there networking and you sitting at home, it's a problem. And, yeah, I said it. Oh. Don't be sending me no inboxes. <laughs> That's a I'm big just problem. Saying, <laughs> you can't have a lopsided team and expect to go somewhere. You cannot. You got to have, if you got hustling drive, everybody around you should have hustling drive. And when they don't, that's a weakness. Mm-hmm. And it, it it holds you up from progress. 
That's right. That's definitely That's bad. right. Well, we appreciate you guys tuning in to Let's Chat. Our first guest had to reschedule because she is traveling. Authoress um, okay. Denise Cardi, she is traveling. So we have our uh, Angie Liddell. I love her and her books. She is just like, if y'all haven't picked up an Angie Liddell book, let me tell y'all. And I'm not just saying this because she's from the Bay Area and I'm from the Bay Area. I'm saying this because... I love to, passion. I'm a sucker for passion. When somebody got passion for what they do, I will go out and buy mm-hmm. it. I will go out and buy it, and I will because that's my way of supporting their passion. Like right. I think a lot of times people get confused. New authors get confused. They see all these authors getting all these likes. They can like the book a hundred times all they want, but unless they're going out and one clicking a hundred times. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? That's the support. As an author, you get verbal support, and then you get that nonverbal support. Mm-hmm. Somebody can verbally support you, but that does not mean that they're out there buying your book. That's true. And also, you know, they may be verbally supporting you in front of your face. Hmm. Yeah. I'm just going to leave spread that the right there. <laughs> yep, just we're gonna leave it right there. It's the tea kettle, you hear it? <laughs> it's in there like the tea kettle on a hot stove. I'm just saying, but it's true. So many people will give mm-hmm. you, Oh girl, let me know when the book come out. Well then when the book come out, girl that the book is out. Girl is out I'ma have to get that and don't <laughs> never get it. Why do you say you gotta get it? That's I true. mean honestly, nobody has they don't need that kind of support. They don't need you Mm-mm. to affirm what they're doing. They already have confirmed and affirmed the fact that, that this is what they want to do, not that their book mm-hmm. is published. It's already there. You telling mm-hmm. them they're doing a good job, and um, you proud of them. That ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. Show real support. <laughs> right. Pick up that, that book. Go and buy it. Buy it for somebody that reads. Or mm-hmm. share their link, mm-hmm. share their vision, yes. share their passion with people. You know, that's that's, that's right. all part of support. We appreciate you guys tuning in to Let's Chat. We're going to take a brief break, and we will be back. Play some. Shout out to everybody that sends us music. Mm-hmm. We have so much good music. Ebony please. Archer. Yes, we're going to play some Ebony Archer. Shout out to Ebony Archer. I appreciate her. She's an up-and-coming gospel singer. Uh, She's independent, and she's always sending us some of her new music, well, what she can send out, and I really appreciate her for that. So we're going to – this is her new song that she sent. me 
having. We will be being part of another event in October. So we're passing passing posting up our flyers. If you happen to come out to Atlanta to Monique um, Hall's event, just come stop by our table and say, hey, we're going to be on a panel discussion. This is our first time doing a panel together, right, T? Uh-oh, I ain't no telling what's going to come out of my mouth now, Lee. <laughs> We're going to be doing, it's going to be October 22nd, uh, October 20th through the 22nd. So it's the first annual Literary Film Music and Radio Awards, uh, and it's hosted by Mm -hmm. MBP Publishing. I'm excited. This is our first, first, um, no, well, we did the Mm -hmm. AANBC Awards, so it's not our first awards show. But I think this is going to be awesome. Uh, We're going to have a good time. I'm so proud of Monique. I appreciate her reaching out to us and adding us to her event. Make sure you guys go and get tickets. It's going to be at the um, hosted at the West in in downtown Atlanta. So Mm -hmm. excited for us to be able to experience um, and meet people and just have a good time in literature. We love to celebrate Mm -hmm. literature a royal way, and I believe that that's what's going to happen at this event in October. So if you guys are in the Atlanta area or thinking about coming out, just stop by our table, say hey, stop in on our panel discussions, and just talk that talk with us. We're excited. We're going to be excited to see you. Mm-hmm. I, we have, I have been meaning to say that, but we haven't, you know, we haven't said it, so that's why I made sure I made a point to say it tonight. And we have our next mm-hmm. fabulous guest in. Now, I'm not saying she's fabulous just because she's from the Bay Area and I'm from the Bay Area. She is just <laughs> fabulous. She came on here and she kicked in the chat room door. We had a good time. And she is back mm-hmm. with her new book. So we got Angie Liddell kicking in with us. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Hey, Angie, welcome to Let's Chat Again. Yes, we can. Thank you for having me. I ain't going to tell y'all I'm on the freeway. Oh, boy. Well, you travel safely on the freeway. I am. Now, see, the last time you was cooking something good in your creative kitchen, and we told you to come back. So tell us what you're cooking up in your kitchen, what you got going on for us readers. Uh well, tears of the two, tears of the two, tears of the gang two, is out, and also he said she said I did a collaboration with Levon. Um, she's another author. She's from Chicago, and I, I initially started that project with uh, Christopher Ringo, and you know he passed away, and mm-hmm. I asked Levon would she come, you know, and bless me with her. Uh, in skills, and she did, and I swear y'all not going to be disappointed. And he said, she said, that's available now as well. So, um, and then I'm working on a follow-up to, uh, well, it's not a follow-up, but it's another book. It's called, um, if you read Tears of the Game Part 2, there's a character, two characters, Rich and Mia, and more about those two. So, they're on the way, and it's called Love No Limits, uh, Rich and Mia Story. Okay. All right. 
Now, what made you want to spin them off and give them their own, like, story and storyline and expand on that? What's What What was um, the passion that burned behind those characters? Because Mia and Rich, I guess that people were really fascinated at the fact that I had a, um, a female, uh, well, she's a hit woman. And mm-hmm. she, she, she put in work like the men. <laughs> and so everyone was fascinated with her, like, oh, my God, she's a beast. You need to write something about her. And I sat and I thought about it. I said, well, she really is. Let me just go ahead and bring her more to life. Mm-hmm. How much fun was it bringing, that, bringing her to life, um, Angie? This is Tony. How much fun was it bringing her to life? <laughs> it, it was actually fun because I could, I could play with the dark side of my brain. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Please share. <laughs> well, you know, uh, being an author, you, you you have all these people that talk in your head, so I had to kick in my gang stuff. Mm. Let me find out. <laughs> Let me find out how many phone calls you got about this one. Look, how many phone calls you done got? Um, <laughs> see, see, I that? got a few. She laughed at that laugh. Uh-huh. I, I got a few that said, um, I, this book's not about me, right? And I tell everybody <laughs> like I did last time, there is a disclaimer in here. If it sounds familiar, it's just that. <laughs> yeah, so don't sue oh me. You ain't going to get nothing. <laughs> I'm going to spill the tea, y'all. She done put your tea in the book, but she done put it in the book so so excellently. You don't know which character is you. You don't know what part of the tea she done spilled. She probably done spread it through about five different chapters and done told the whole story. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, I, I you know, I plead the fifth. I, even my nieces were calling me like, Ain't hey, um, that oh, no, that's that's the I said, Oh yeah. <laughs> I said, oh, that's good. It's <laughs> a coincidence. All right. Now, when we were talking about this earlier in the show, so when you're writing, and it, 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 writing is a process. Right. Does your passion and ambition kick in once you are kind of tired? Like, is that the fuel that, that once – you get to the point where I'm tired of seeing this book, I'm tired of seeing these characters. Is that the fuel that kicks in to help you continue to finish that book? Um, Even though you're weary? Not really. I think what makes me want to finish it is I'm excited when I type the end. You know what I mean, if that makes sense. Mm. It's like... Mm -hmm. um, it seemed like, oh, my gosh, am I saying the same thing over and over? And then I put it down for a little while. Then I come back, and I'm like, you know, I think I need to add more to this person. But if I don't stop myself, that book could be a 1,000 pages. Like, <laughs> so mm-hmm. for me, it's typing the end. Once I finish, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I'm eager to get to the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know what, um, Angie, this is Tony. And in that same realm of the question that Alicia just asked as far as, you know, trying to finish that book, since you started off, he said, she said, with a different co-author, and you ended it, how how was that process? And did that take a little bit of time? 
Actually, no. It that process was actually better than me writing um, a single book because her and I vibed mm. really well, and right. um, each of us pushed each other. So it was, and it, we pushed each other, not even knowing. It was like uh, I would send her my chapter, and she'd read it, mm-hmm. and she'd text me, "Oh my God, girl, no, you didn't." You know, and then she'll get excited, mm-hmm. and it'll make her chapter more excited, and then I gotta one up mm-hmm. her. <laughs> so you know, we just had fun like battling back and forth. So I think that process was the funnest part for me. Awesome, awesome, and that helps with the the, the writing DM because you're excited, and like you said, if you don't control yourself, it can end up being a thousand pages. So that's a beautiful thing when you when you push each other in a good way. Right, right. It it was. It was very fun to do. And, um, you know, we both, at the end of the book, I said, you know what, let's not leave nothing unanswered because I'm not writing a part two. It's a standalone. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Well, you say that now, Angie. Are you, we going to see in about six months part two? <laughs> and then when she comes back, we're going to say, well, what happened to you not having a part two? Yeah, what happened was I wasn't, and then the people in my head were still talking, so I went on and did it. Isn't that what you told us last time? I'm just saying. Oh, my goodness. I'm so trying not to do that. Like, um, I don't don't want to do that at all, Mm. at all, because, one, and people have been contacted me after they read this like are you going to bring some of the other characters back are you going to no Mm, (laughs) no I I, I think I answered everything (laughs) now you have so many books that you have written how do you prevent yourself from repeating the same storyline um well actually that's it's really not that hard. Um, well, I guess because part two of Tears of the Game, um, it was carried on, so of course I couldn't mix anything up. And although mm-hmm. he said, she said, is a different, it's a different setting. So you know, you switch your mind to like he says, she. I mean, excuse me, Tears of the Game is out of the Bay Area. He said, she said, I made it out of the Midwest from my hometown of, you know, I tapped into Chicago, Peoria, and Carbondale, Illinois. So it was easy to separate them because I knew in my head I could vision back home. Mm. Now, does that bring you joy, bringing your your home, bringing your your home to the to the to your readers? I mean, is it is 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 to keep it as authentic as possible, do you get a lot of joy in visiting the, the your surrounding area and sharing it with your readers? I do. I do because I want every reader. I mean, you know, I'm realistic. I know everyone will not like, you know, your work. and that, I mean, that's just a given. Mm-hmm. But those mm-hmm. that do, I want them to be able to look at that book or read that book and picture each person each place I'm talking about and really visualize, they can see it. And and that's where mm-hmm. I write from. You can see what I'm doing. Like, I could see these characters. Mm-hmm. 
And sometimes when I read that, I'm like, oh, this is somewhere I would like to visit, you know, to, 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 because you make the author makes it so real and so um, dynamic that you want to go picture it and, and, and experience it in real life. Right, right. You really do. Um, you know, for me, uh, like in Tears of the Game 1, there's a part where I talk about uh, a flashback Back in the day, here in the Bay Area, you know, you either went skating, you went to the movies, you went to what they called the sideshow. That's where the who's who hung out, you know. And I wanted, and everybody that's from the Bay Area actually were like, "Oh my God, you brought back so many memories," you know. And mm-hmm. those things were real mm-hmm. for me, and I wanted somebody else to experience that. Mm-hmm. Thinking of the Bay Area now, when you're writing, what ritual do you have? Do you play songs? Do you do you have some snacks? Do you have a little red cup? We're not going to ask what's in the cup, but do you carry a little red cup? <laughs> what rituals does Angela Zell have when she's putting out that fire? <laughs> um, it's so many, uh, sometimes, depending on the day. Like, if it's the weekend, I might grab me some wine and I'll sit down and I'll really sit down and write. If it's during mm-hmm. the week, um on my regular job, I might, on my break, jot down some stuff. My whole process is to write when I feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I can't, um, like, on part, uh, oh, excuse me, on this new one I'm working on, Mia and Rich, I had to sit it down for a second. I let my test reader read part of it, and uh, she was going crazy. And I was like, hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not feeling the characters right now. I'm you know, it's kind of lost in my head. So let me sit down and think about it and mm-hmm. um, pour me a little Moscato, and mm-hmm. it's going to come to me. And so it did. <laughs> I know that's right, girl. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if the author don't do nothing else, they pouring them a glass of wine while they writing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I don't really do the snacks. And listen, I'm so all over the place. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm, I got Facebook on, I'm writing, I'm answering emails, I'm looking at my phone. Then I got to stop and play my games on my phone. I said, you know what? You're a little ADD. <laughs> Put that phone down. Concentrate, you know. You played a game in, in the my middle. Head. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm so hooked on words with friends. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm... <laughs> But I'm okay. Words with friends is addictive. I think mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the competitiveness, you know, because you're like, oh, you know, they come through with a word. You're like, oh no, I, you're trying to get these points. That's an addict. That's addictive. And then if they take too long to respond, you be in right. your feelings. I how how long, how many? I mean, how many letters you got? <laughs> right. It ain't that hard. I'm trying to beat my score. <laughs> Mm, yeah, I, I might have it. to get. I might have to join that bandwagon. <laughs> You'll be addictive. Don't do it. Don't do it. You'll be hooked. I'm hooked. Oh, yeah, I'm all over. Always working. Yeah, T is always <laughs> working. I think the only time she sit down and watch TV is when she comes to my house. <laughs> oh wow! Can you, Alicia? I'm like a kid in a candy store. I'm like, oh, leash. <laughs> Now, what's this? Let me tell you about this. And she's like, okay. She'd be watching. Oh, I like this, please. (laughs) (laughs) 
Doris, what what shows you have you hooked on? Man, I don't watch uh, TV because I go to Lisa's house. Yeah, Queen of the was, South. Um, I don't think we watched the House of Cards yet. We might have watched a little bit yeah. of House of Cards. I don't think we watched it all the way through. Um, we watched uh, Bosco. Was it? Oh, I, I love that. It. I yeah, she got me hooked on that. I think it's Bosco. And mm-hmm. um, we watched. Well, you know, we already Henry, got our hooked like on power. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's my Sunday lineup, power and insecure and ballers. So, yeah, see, that's my next thing to get her hooked on is insecure and uh, claws. Insecure and claws is my next thing. So when she comes in, in October, then we're going to binge watch Insecure and Claws. She was like, oh, when did this start coming on? Is that Nisha Nash? I hear her now. <laughs> See, I got to go in a day early, and so me and Leash can do our little bonded thing. <laughs> Bring me up to par. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love Insecure. Carrie Anderson has me hooked uh, on that. Came over, we did a, a yeah, and so now I can't stop watching. I know, and it's like, I would think, I think because I binge watched it, now I'm expecting something every day. Because mm-hmm. she is so <laughs> funny. When she get in the mirror rapping, at first I was like, is she rapping in the bathroom? Can't nobody hear her? But that's like her narrative sex session where, you know, right. nobody can hear it. This is like what she's saying in her head. It's hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> it really is, because it reminds me of me and my girlfriends. All of us, we just, all of us is one of them, and it's so funny. It is so <laughs> and I funny. love yeah. her best friend's yeah. character. Her yeah. best friend's character is hilarious. Yeah, she's She a is so real. She is so <laughs> real. It is not, she was like, so... Can you teach me how to hoe? <laughs> right, right. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I love the show. I do. Mm. Oh, there's another you know, one. Every I gotta time get hooked on. on. Yes, you will get hooked on it. Now you know every time we come on, you come on. T always got a fun question, but we're gonna do a dangerous and a fun question today. So I got a dangerous oh, question. Okay. If you had to bury a body, who Ooh. would you call? Who would I call? Huh. And why? Um, you mean one of my characters or in real life? Your care, one of your mm. characters. Oh, one of my characters. Um, Red. I I would call Red. Red, um, yeah, I will call Red. Red, Red will help you out through anything. Now, what book is Red in? Red is in Tears of the Game One and Two. Okay. He was one of the best friends. Also, his wife. And he's is just now for whatever. So if you yeah. so if you had to bury a body, you call him Red. Who else you call him? Uh, uh, in the book, let's see. Uh, Lacey. 
I'm calling Lacey. Lacey down for whatever too. She's um yeah. She probably'll be good at hiding bodies and passing lie detector oh. tests. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> we, we love your contribution to that question. 
of course, the, uh, the onlookers always have their opinions. So I just wanted to call in and support Angie. That's all. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you so much, Gary. <laughs> we appreciate you huh? Of course. <laughs> Thank you so yes, much. Yes, and I also got her hooked on Insecure. It's my fault. Yay! Yeah. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. See, all and you, ena- you guys are enabling us. <laughs> Yes. 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 I love it. I just it just fell in my lap one day. I love it. How did you start watching it, Carrie? Um, well I follow Felicia Leatherwood on Instagram and everywhere else she's available. And she mentioned mm-hmm. that she's mentioned for a while that she was good friends with Issa Ray and then she mentioned that Issa Ray was having a show coming on HBO and in support of Felicia I was watching the show. And then it was like, I need somebody to scream at the show with me. Like, nobody's watching. I need people to be screaming like I am. So, you know, I started telling everybody about it so that we can have our conversations. And then I'm not alone when I'm screaming into the abyss, like, did you just see what just happened? Am I the only one who's seeing this? So, yeah. But yeah. Yes, I love the show. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. It is good. Like, when she went to the... Uh, See, if y'all ain't seen it or if y'all looking to see a specific episode, it's a spoiler alert. When she went to the uh, the studio and she didn't want to get yeah. out, he was like, well, just come on in. I was like, girl, you better not go yeah. in there. That's the setup. We were like, no, it was already, it was all bad when she's sitting up there, you know, driving around with him, going places and, you know, looking all desperate because she needs the thing taken down. And I'm like, why are you looking to your ex? And her Molly told her, like, there's no reason for you to be talking to him. Why are you talking to him? And she's like, oh, he might know somebody. Yeah, yeah. And then all that mess <laughs> happened. And the moment she looked in the mirror and saw herself, I was like, yes, yes, it's real now, huh? Huh? And then she I think she's addicted to it. <laughs> but okay, all jokes aside, this is the true meaning of word of mouth. This is what word of mouth is. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yes. This is the best part about enjoying a book, enjoying a series, enjoying something, and then being able to have people to share it with. Now, that's right. four people. Right. Now, you know, two people, two of them don't know the other one, but now. That's like word of mouth for a show. So now T, who's never seen the show, when she come over, she's gonna be like, I, "What about that show that everybody was talking about on the radio?" That's word of mouth. That's how I get going. I love it, y'all. I love it. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. These same people. Make sure y'all go get uh, Tears of the Game one and two. <laughs> Absolutely. And he says, Shameless plug. Make sure you read. He says, she said, you need to read that one too. Oh, yeah, Carrie read that one, too. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, yeah. It is. Maybe yeah. you pick them up. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. You're very Thanks, welcome. Carrie. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Carrie. All righty. Okay, hold on. We got 614902. Six one four nine zero two. You're live in the chat room. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, 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 hey. This is Kiana calling from Columbus. Hey, hey Kiana. Kiana, how are you? Hi, hi, Angie. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. I was calling in to support <laughs> my girl Angie. But oh, that's nice. 
And you're doing your thing right now, and I'm glad that you are out and you are shining and you are doing your thing, child. Well, thank you, girl. Mm. And continue <laughs> to grow and continue to blossom. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you're that. Welcome. You're very welcome. I can't wait for you to come to the Bay Area. I know. I'm, I'm probably, yeah, I was coming. I had my ticket and everything in December last year, but had an emergency and couldn't come. Um, so, but right, we'll I will be there this year. We'll be All there right. this year. I will be there this year. Good. We're going to have a ball. All right. <laughs> and how are yeah. you doing, Tony? We hey, Kiana. <laughs> if you guys are looking for a book club, make sure you check out Kiana's book club. Don't read me. Read a book. I think she got one in almost every state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I actually like am in my Bay Area chapter, actually. I sure am. Mm-hmm. So I met awesome. Carrie and some other wonderful people. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, and, and that's how, listen, we was doing a book discussion on Carrie's book, Secrets and Lies. And mm-hmm. someone said, turn the TV up. This is how that got started. But yeah, mm. don't read me. Read a book. Um, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's roll back. <laughs> Carrie, you didn't tell us you was an author. Let's. We got to go back and get Carrie now. You ain't tell us you was an author. Some people are like, no, it's me, me, me. No, support right. your peer and have their back. You know, 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's the truth. Well, we're going to put you back in the queue. We appreciate you. We're going to have to make sure we get you on the show. So make sure you hit my inbox. Yeah, y'all got to get her. Y'all got to oh, get definitely. her. Oh, definitely. Definitely. But thank you so much. Awesome. All right, yeah. Angie. I know you're going to be back in the next few months because I know you got something else cooking. But shout out your yes, social yeah. media where everybody <laughs> can find you and all of the books you have available now. We'll see you again in the wintertime when your next role comes through. <laughs> you're good. You just know when it's coming, huh? <laughs> yes. Um, well, they can find me on Facebook under Arthur Angela Dale. Same as the fan page, Arthur Angela Dale. Instagram, Arthur underscore Angela Dale. And Twitter, Angie underscore. Think about that for a second. And you can buy the books on Amazon. They're available on Amazon. Tears of the Game 1 and 2, and he said, she said. Or you mm-hmm. can always... Uh, Inbox me your email address and I can send an autograph copy to you. Awesome. So make sure you follow her and pick up those hot hot reads. And until next time, Miss Angie. <laughs> yes, we will with, see you in the wintertime. Uh yes, ma'am. With uh Mia and Rich Love No Limit. So hmm. but y'all got a cool listen, listeners. Catch up with one and two so y'all could be ready for Mia and Rich. That hit, that fierce hit woman. <laughs> yeah, she's fierce. She said she ain't not nice. She not not nice. I love we'll it. Her in part two. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. You gonna look? You gonna be inboxing me? Really, Angie? Really? <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. We love to have mm-hmm. books that give us that book itis. If you can't right. give us book itis, mm-hmm. it's a problem. But you know that book itis is the itis is when you know after you eat, you can't eat anymore. So when it's book itis, there's always those particular pins where you can't read another book behind it unless it's that right. author's book. It's hard to mix authors uh, when you have a author with such a strong pen. So we're excited for you. We can't wait to see what you have cooking coming up in the winter time when you roll back through. We appreciate you spending mm-hmm. your time with us, sharing your world with us. You know you are welcome back anytime. Thank you guys Absolutely. so much for having me. You're yeah, more than welcome. Thank you. Talk to you guys soon. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I love when she comes on the show. She is just so super awesome. So I'm excited. We're going to take a brief break, and then we'll be back with Mr. Bandana Bonds. Let's play a little bit of his music. Loaded. 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 Cigarello, yeah. Big Marcus just rolled up, that bitch loaded. You see this yeah. extendo hanging out the side of my hip, that bitch loaded. Let go! Walk up in the bank with a bag, bitch, I'm loaded. Uh-huh. Keep a bad red bone with me and she loaded. Uh-huh. Glove department full of Swiss and Swedes, bitch, I'm loaded. Uh-huh. Squeeze the trigger till it can't breathe and reloaded. Niggas talk a whole lot of shit, but be fresh. Baby mama taxes, uh-huh. only time he get money. It's 
tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes, we are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. I'm Miss Leisha. You know I got my right hand, my fabulous co-host, the fabulous and awesome Miss Tony. If you are looking for an editor, you need that editor with a hardcore red pen. I tell everybody all the time, go talk to T. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Lee. Absolutely. We just had a fabulous interview with author Angie Liddell. If you missed our interview, no worries. Make sure you go back and check out our archives here on blogtalk.com, as well as iTunes or any podcast app. Now we got the awesome. We love it when he comes in here. We just played his song, Reloaded the Remix. We got Bandana Bonds. How are you? I'm fine. How are y'all beautiful women tonight? We are good. Welcome back to Let's Chat. Thank you for having me back. Now, we see you. We know you moving and shaking, so you got to tell us what's going on in Bandana's world. Um, Well, thus far, I think since the last time I, uh, we spoke, uh, you know, I just dropped my um my first album. You know, a lot of people call it a mixtape, but the main reason why I don't call mine a mixtape is because I own all the music. You know, I, I really bought all the beats. You know, they're not YouTube beats or nothing like that. You know, I took the time out, you know what I mean, to pick my own beats with different producers and, um, you know, purses and, and stuff like that. So, you know, it's called Hustling Like I'm Broke. You can get it anywhere where music is sold, um, live mixtapes, mm-hmm. indie mixtapes, uh, iTunes, Spinrella, you know what I mean? So, you know, that's pretty much what's been going on since the last time we spoke Um I went to New York. I had an interview with, with uh, Source Magazine, an online interview. Y'all can check that out, too. Um, you know, been doing shows, just just working, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm I'm currently, like, on, like, my second or third album right now. Y'all just encourage it. So, you know, I ain't stopped working since I, you know, we last spoke. I know that's right, because Leisha and I, we are always sharing and, and posting, and whenever you put something out there, we usually grab it and share it with right. our followers. So, you you're the big right. man. Right, right. I, I I greatly appreciate that, and y'all gotta excuse me too, cause my my on um, Facebook page I'm kind of having a little uh, technical difficulties with it. You know, Facebook is is kind of funny. You know, the little mm-hmm. term ran out or whatever, and I forgot my password. So you know, if you've been mm-hmm. trying to look at the Bandana Bonds page, you know, it's currently not up right now as far as Facebook is concerned. But you still can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Bandana Bonds. But we're still working, and I definitely appreciate. it all the support that y'all um, giving me from day one. Oh, you're very It really, really is. Now I have a question. You have a lot of artists that take their music across the pond or, you know, they go to London, they go to um, to the the other states to be able to spread their music. Do you see yourself being able to step out into that realm with your music and take it to um other countries um i definitely that's something i'm i'm actually you know in the process of attempting to do you know um just like the last time we talked you know i told y'all about you know my uh my troubles with the laws and you know you know going Mm -hmm. to prison and all that so you know well in north carolina anyway you know when you go to prison for certain charges you know they'll take your passport you know so i'm trying to figure out now What's the process of me getting it back? Because, you know, overseas is a great market to tap into because it's, like, so outdated. You know, 
they they really love you know American music as a whole, but they really really love rap music. And, you know, I stayed in Germany. I stayed overseas in Germany to be specific for three years when I was a kid. You know, so I, I know mm-hmm. for a fact that they you know they love our music, they love our people, and you know everybody going mm-hmm. to over everywhere. Everybody want to have a good time everywhere. You know, so they might not speak your language, but it's something about when you put music on, they can recite every single word. You know, so music, mm. you know, it's a universal language. Absolutely. Now, when you're playing your music, now, do you ever have a moment? I did ask the author this, and so I, w- I want to ask you because of of the fact that you do play music. Does your faith and your music ever? Um, collide like do you ever have that point where you're looking at your faith and then the music that you're making um you said my faith your faith mm-hmm. uh no not for me because you know i really it's just my story it's my story and you know the people that i grew up with story the people that i was locked up with stories is, you know, so I, I can't, you can't really lose faith in something that you know is true. You know what I mean? Like, I can't make up the 10 years I did in prison. It's true. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, and then for me, you know, what keeps me going as well is the fact that so many people feel it. You know, just if it's number one person, you know what I mean? When somebody don't know you and the only thing that they know you through, like for you as an author, if the only thing I knew you through was you being an author, and I never knew you. I don't know your personality. We ain't from the same city or nothing like that. And you just, and I told you, hey, I read your book, and I tell you what your book did to me. You know, I know for me as an artist, that'd be like all I need. You know what I mean? Because it's like, dang, I, I didn't even know that my music affected this person in this manner. I didn't even know that somebody was like, bro, I listen to you every day I wake up. Or, you know, that song brought me tears or you know, that song really brought me a release or keep doing what you're doing. That's motiv- You know what I mean? So when other people congratulate mm-hmm. you on something that's so personal and dear to you, for me, I can't lose faith in it because it's my truth. Mm-hmm. Well, that's right. My granddaddy, this is Tony, and thank you once again for sharing your time with us. But um, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges for um, new artists to come and try to, tr- to try to break it into this industry? Uh, for me, and what you know, just seeing it, especially in North Carolina, like some of the the biggest challenge is the lack of support from our own, you know. And and mm. I don't think that just goes from from music. You know, anybody that has any business has their own business probably will have the same story. The lack of your own, mm-hmm. you know, the lack of your own people supporting you is like I don't get how you know you never met a man or a woman a day in your life. And you will go spend thirty to fifty dollars on a ticket, you know, two hundred, five hundred dollars on a outfit, you know, do all this extra mm-hmm. stuff, which is cool because you know whatever artist that was, they they got there for a reason. But I guarantee right. those artists have had a support system, and and you know a lot of a lot of in, independent artists fans don't realize that you know a lot of these labels or just a lot of people that have the money and, and can put us in position, you know, to do certain things, they look at who's supporting you because they could come. Like mm-hmm. I've been around a lot of a lot of those kind of people, and they like me. They love me. they interested in what I'm doing. But it's like they're looking mm-hmm. at, okay, well, if I invest my money in you 
can you get people to come? And if you can't get mm-hmm. people to come from your own city, you know, it's kind of hard. That's why you look at a J. Cole, you know, who is from Fayetteville. I went to school in Fayetteville. He had to leave the city of Fayetteville, leave North Carolina as a whole to be recognized mm-hmm. as a great artist, as a great rapper. And that should never happen. You feel what I'm saying? Like, support me now, dog. Uh-huh. You feel what I'm saying? Like, support my dream now mm-hmm. because this how I tell people all the time. When I really get the bag, I'm going to remember that y'all wasn't with me. <laughs> so don't don't tell me I'm acting funny because I'm warning you now. Don't, don't you know, right. come to my show. Like, bro, we went to school together. I'm going to be like, so what? You never gave me no lunch money or nothing, so it doesn't matter. Mm, I know what you mean, and that is so, <laughs> we that is so, were talking so about true. that too. <laughs> Yes, we were talking about that earlier in the show. We were talking about that backhanded support. You know, the ones that say, I'm so proud of you. Um, I'm happy with you doing what you're doing. Let me know when it could drop, but they don't never go buy it. Right, they, and that's and that's crazy. Like I was in the studio, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, some young ladies like a couple of weeks ago. I was doing the session, and they came in, you know, a little bit early, and then my time ended up running over a little bit. So you know, once I when when I left, before I left the studio, you know, I paid for you know her to have a couple of hours, you know what I mean. And I also just you know I just told her like, look, I believe in you. I ain't never heard the music before, but just for the simple fact that you're doing the same exact thing that I'm doing, and nobody knows you. I just, you know, nobody never told you they believe in you. I believe in you. I support you. Here go my investment in you. You know what I mean? Because one day, for all I know, mm-hmm. she the next Beyonce. And she going to remember that. I hope she is. If she don't, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk junk. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> wow. So when you out there, you 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 out there, you shaking, you moving, you you doing all the things that you need to do to push your brand, push your career. What is the hardest part uh, about this part of your journey now that you're a little bit seasoned and you're moving around a little bit better? Um, the years that I I spent in prison because I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, as I got children now. You know what I mean? And I'm, I take being a father very, very serious. So it's like, you know, everything is, okay, this is going on in Florida. But it's like, yeah, I got three kids. You know, they got to do this. They got to do, you know, you know, that mother, she's great. She does, she's supposed to great support system. But it's just me. You know what I mean? It's like, I just, you know, I have to be a father before anything. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Because I miss right. so much time being in prison. So it's like, that's important to me for you to know that I'm, I'm your father. And, you know, I'm going to be mm-hmm. here. You know what I mean? As much as I can. So that's really my biggest part, you know, just not being able to just up and travel and just leave and go and go and go like I could. You know, if I didn't have my it'd be boom. Me and old lady, we on the road, Jack, let's go. We here, we everywhere. You know, but when you know, mm-hmm. when you got kids, when you're a person like me, it's just like, you know, I just I gotta I, I feel I don't I don't be feeling right. You know what I mean? There's nothing there's nothing that my old lady, you know, she ain't telling me, you know, complaining about nothing when I go out of town and nothing like that. It's just a me thing. You know what I mean? So that's uh-huh. that's really my biggest part, you know, just leaving my family, you know, or not being in a position to where I can take them everywhere I go. You know what I mean? That, if I could uh-huh. do that, that would be cool. I'd really be on. Uh-huh. That's interesting. This is Tony Bandan. I want to ask you all, go back to uh, the support question, uh, because social media plays such a key role in, in everything these days, whether it be artists, authors, publishers. But do you think that social media makes it harder for um, artists 
to maintain a certain level of respect and support? Do you think that social media plays a role in that? Um, I think social media is like a gift and a curse because I remember, mm. you know, before I went to I went to I went to prison in two thousand three. And, you know, before that, there mm-hmm. was no MySpace, no Facebook, no Twitter, no Instagram, none of that, you know. So it was like, right. you know, you really got to see your support. But at the same time, social media allows you to, you know, be in front of people or be introduced to people that you it would have been way harder because you would have had to, I would have had to physically come meet y'all. You know, somebody would have mm-hmm. had to physically give you my number or, or, or y'all number to meet for us to meet mm-hmm. now it's like okay you browsing through the net oh boom you see something like it that's cool but you know social media also makes people lazy because a lot of the people that support us feel like bro I shared your video you know so I support you yeah that's cool mm-hmm. but you're in the same city like pull up you feel what I'm saying like pull up to the mm-hmm. show you know what I mean that's that's real that's real support you know what I mean that's going that extra mile support you feel what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like it's not good enough right. for you know for whoever. Like just think about LeBron. It wasn't good enough for him when he was in school and people you know see him and say, "Hey boy, you can ball." Yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. But you know it was better when they went to the games. You feel what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's like it, mm-hmm. if he would have been playing in an open gym, he wouldn't have got as much notoriety. You feel me? It's because right. there's plenty of kids around the world that we never heard of. The reason why we never heard of them because there don't be nobody at their games rooting them on and, and videotaping it and putting it on social media. So it's like you can share a video that I spent my money on, but just imagine if you went to one of my shows and you recorded me and you put it on your social media because you got friends that uh-huh. I don't have. You feel what I'm saying? And they exactly. going to pay attention to what you took your time and your money out of and, and your effort and you posted it, then it's different. You feel me? So it's just all about mm-hmm. going that extra mile. Mm-hmm. And then sharing and sharing and sharing until you know you become a a a, a major major. Right. Absolutely, I love it. So I want to fast forward now that we're going to pop into 2018. Tell us what you got cooking and what you see coming up and what you got going on. Uh, for next year, because I know you've already started planning for it. Oh, yeah. Next year is just, I just want to make people sick of me. Like, man, I'm sick of seeing this dude, hearing this dude, <laughs> you know what I mean, reading about this dude. You feel me? It was like, uh-huh. you know, my, my album, like I said, Hustling Like I'm Broke, it was like the warm-up, and it was like a lot of people, they waited for it, but it's like now that they got it, it's like, oh, you really do got it. You feel what I'm saying? It's like you, they just seen me in the studio or heard about me. But it's like, okay, you really do got it. But I know in a lot of the minds it's, but can you follow up? Can you continue to produce, you know what I mean, good music? So now it's just like that's what's next. You're just going to hear good music. You're going to see good videos. You're going to see me here. You're going to see me there because, you know, I didn't lay the foundation for it to happen. You feel what I'm saying? My kids was kind of adjusted to daddy being here, daddy being there. So it's like, okay, now – I can do more. So 2018 is just like, just be prepared to see and hear me everywhere and keep hearing good music, you know what I mean, good product. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And this is Tony once again, Bandana. While, you, while we're cruising into 2018, as an artist, do you ever have an experience to, to like, what the hell am I doing in this industry? Have you <laughs> ever had that moment? 
Listen, listen, listen. I'm, you know, and and Jay and Jay CEO probably gonna be like, you know, scratching his, you know, what I mean, because he know he pretty much know what I'm about to say. Man, hell yeah! Listen, let me tell everybody that's listening, and I know y'all being in radio, y'all know this too. There are people mm. that you listen to, you know, by you being an author as well, read, and once you, and you have this. You have this thought process of who they are. You know what I mean? You admire them. You you rock with them. Like, mm-hmm. that's your dude. You know what I mean? That's your homegirl. Like, yeah. And when you meet them, they be some suckers, man. You feel what I'm saying? Like, they mm. be some, some straight-out suckers. They just, you know, they got the opportunity and was put in a position. But so, you know, I tell a lot, especially the young artists that be listening to a lot, because they see me with these rappers, and they be like, bro, mm-hmm. how was such and such? And I be like, bro, he a sucker. And and I'd be like, you know, not on no hating I don't hate him. He make good I'll make sure I tell him, but he make good music, bro. But his personality, he a sucker. He not a man to me. Uh, you feel what I'm saying? It's like you you, you drown mm-hmm. yourself in all of this aura, but then when I really meet you, it's like, bro, you human. Like you still can get punched in your mouth. You feel what I'm saying? It's like people forget uh-huh. that. You feel me? Like, okay now let's let's not let's not you're not Madonna or nothing, dog. You feel what I'm saying? Like chill out. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, okay. I really that that be the part for me, you know, meeting a lot of these artists who I who you know you listen to their music and you think that they are one way, and when you meet them, you know, and it's it's hard for me to even comment on it because I don't, I'm not a sucker. I don't even believe in you know downplaying another man because I don't want nobody to feel like oh he hating on them because I'm comfortable in my mm-hmm. own skin. Prison taught mm-hmm. me that. You feel what I'm saying? Like it strips you of everything, mm-hmm. a form of identity that you have, and it makes everybody the same. You know, so making it through mm-hmm. that is like everything else is extra. Everything is a blessing. Having two pairs of shoes is a blessing. Being able to open a refrigerator is a blessing. So I can never hate on another man because he drive a Porsche and I drive a Chrysler 300. I got a car. I remember when I was riding in the back of a bus and chained. So I never hate on mm-hmm. another man, but just in truth, right. man, a lot of them artists they be lame, man. They they be really really wet. For real, for real. Mm-hmm. And I think it's across the board, Bandana, because, you know, I kind of experienced a little taste of that not too long ago on an event. I'm like, okay, did I really just experience what I did? And it just takes, it actually <laughs> takes the shine away from, you know, what you thought this person or this artist, this author would be. And, and like, right. it humanizes them. It really does. Right. It's not in a good right. way. So right. it's that shine away, dims their light a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you say you work. We want to go back. You working on new music. So what's the next single that yeah. you're gonna have coming out? Um, I don't even know because then I'm not even trying to sound big headed. And then I got so many. No, I mean, it's I okay. Really, we really won't tell nobody so you got a big head. You can have right. a big head yeah, here. We nah, have a big enough. I, yeah, head. <laughs> I do got a big head too. <laughs> but now, nah, like I really, I really don't know. Um, but probably, uh, I'm thinking about minutes. Um, I probably do many put a put a good visual out for a minute, you know what I mean, just for the ladies and let that ride for the rest of the summer. But next year, you know, I I, I got a lot of you know I got a few few uh you know up and coming artists you know that's hot right now. Plus you know I'm gonna do some work with them. But you know I'm really just trying to give people like a lot of me. I don't want to keep drowning people with you know a lot of a lot of times us independent artists we believe that we have to go get you know somebody you know that's already in the game for people to pay attention mm-hmm. to you. But, you know, I want to tell mm-hmm. any independent artist that's, that's listening to this right now, if you don't listen to nothing else, I say, man, a lot of them artists, they just want some money, bro. 
You feel me? They don't care nothing mm-hmm. about you. They don't care nothing about helping your career, furthering your career. They not thinking about when they was in your same shoes or nothing like that. They have no respect for you. They don't, it don't even matter. If, like, I've literally been and did a song with an artist, and I could tell he was insecure because my verse was hotter than his. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, just mm-hmm. keep making your good music. So, for me, like I said, y'all just going to get a lot of me. You know, I'm just hit you with single after single after single. You know what I mean? Because I'm trying to reach the masses. I'm trying to, you know, everybody that likes a different kind of topic, I'm trying to give it to you because, you know, I'm, I got different personalities anyway. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Bandana here on Let's Chat, it's all about you in the chat room. You can come and just let your head be any as big as you want it to be. And anybody that listens, <laughs> also that listens to Let's Chat, they know that they know your music because it's in rotation heavy here on Let's Chat, as well as on my sports show, The Scoreboard. So our listeners are familiar with your work. You know, they're familiar with Alicia and I sharing your work. So be big-headed. You deserve it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Now, you know, every time you come in the chat room, T always has a fun (laughs) question. But today we got a fun and a dangerous question. I'm trying Uh to be, I'm just trying to be part of the crew. So the dangerous question is, if you had to bury a body, who are the two people that you would call and why? If I have to I have to bury a body? <laughs> yep, you had to bury a body. Who would you call but, to help you bury that body? Um, And I have to pick somebody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, you um, like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Because see, I'm the only person that I know I can trust. Don't get me wrong. You know, I got some people that that probably you know with it, but I'm not calling nobody, uh-huh. man. Because I don't have to worry. I don't. I'm not telling them myself. I I don't care what the police say to me. I never tell them myself. <laughs> Cause you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I ain't I ain't never telling on myself. <laughs> no. I hear you. I hear you. Okay, your fun question, Bandana. Um, first of all, what is your favorite? My favorite food. What is your favorite food? Fruit. Apple, cherry. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, food? Um. Oh man, you probably actually got me right there. My favorite food. <laughs> mm, I probably say watermelon. Okay, watermelon. So I want Bandana Bonds to sing a song about watermelon that makes me gonna just hang up my microphone and run out and buy it right now. You want me to sing a song about watermelon? Sing a song about watermelon. <laughs> that is crazy. Um, we know you can sing. You can rap. We know you can sing. No, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I know you can I'm hold the. I know you can hold the tune. I'm not, I'm not even gonna just uh, let you sit there and say you can't hold no tune. You can hold the tune. Yeah, but I'm not singing no song about watermelon because do y'all remember when Mary J. Blige sung that chicken song about Popeyes? I just can't be sounding like no slave. Yes. And it's just something they talked about, that about for watermelon. a year. I'm gonna sound like a yeah, I'm gonna sound like a slave. I can't I can't go out like y'all can't let me go out like that. You can't go out like No, really no chicken had no business thing about no Popeye's chicken. Wait, you ain't not see. Now we gotta be messy a little bit, cause you know I love Mary J. Blige. I love me some Mary J. But I have to agree, she ain't had no business talking about no Popeye's chicken. No, we already got that stereotype on us. 
Yeah, they, they gave it to her big chick. Because I know she knows she was wrong for the thing about that Popeye's chicken. Mm-hmm. She was That's singing about true. legs and thighs, mashed potatoes, green beans. Like, come on, Mary. <laughs> but I, I, I yeah. okay. Let's let me let me let me find a better one for you since you don't want to go out like that. Even though I would love to hear you sing about watermelon, maybe you could just inbox me a song. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I guess that's what I, I do. I, I inbox you one. <laughs> okay, if you were an animal. What type of animal would you be and why? A lion. King of the Ooh. jungle. With a long mane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> King of the jungle, yeah. Ruling, ruling everything. I live so, by that. So then, then, you live by that? Yeah, I live by that, yeah. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, since you wouldn't sing us a little watermelon song, you're going to sing us a little something as you leave the chat room, I hope. You're going to bless us with something. About about the, about a lion. Oh, are you gonna yeah. be a lion? Oh yeah, we gonna sing. It has to be about a lion. It can be. Let it be about us. Let it be about us. We love to be serenaded. Oh yes, yeah, serenaded. I'm, I'm a I'm a rapper. I write songs for singers to sing. I'm not. Y'all trying. I'm <laughs> Y'all, y'all trying to get me, man. My son in the house running around naked trying to take a bath. I can't concentrate like this. <laughs> We're trying to give you the less fat experience, Bandana. Right. You just gave it to me. He said, I can't focus right now to get the note you out. Would, me, you would have really let me go out like this thing about some watermelon. I was dead serious. I was dead serious. You know I what? Was you know what? Oh, come on. You was just, waiting just, on the sushi. Just to like, back that up, though, I remember when I Eminem rapped about an orange. <laughs> he rapped about orange. Remember that? When right. Eminem rapped about orange? Right. Eminem is very, 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 very special. That's like my son. Like literally, y'all want me to y'all want me to sing, and y'all don't understand. My one year old son is literally butt naked with my phone in his hand, dancing, spinning around in circles. It's right in front of me. Because he know you ain't paying attention. Right. <laughs> but you know, Thank I had that you. question already ready prepared when you came on, so I know that was my fun question for you. So you owe me a watermelon song, Bandana. Okay, I got you. I got you. Thank you. <laughs> well, we so appreciate you joining, Alicia and I. You know, you're always welcome here on Let's Chat. This is your home. But for our listening yeah. audience, please let them know where they can purchase your music and what you have coming oh. up. Okay. Oh, uh, once again, it's your boy Bandana Bonds. You can find me on um, all social media sites on Instagram at Bandana Bonds, Twitter at Bandana Bonds. Um, if you're looking for my music, I got a, uh, my album, Hustling Like I'm Broke, is on Spinderella, uh, live mixtapes, my mixtapes, live mixtapes. You know, just just Google. It's on YouTube. You know what I mean? Don't forget the video with Moneybag Yo that they just played, um, uh, Loaded the Remix featuring Moneybag Yo. Just, um, just Google me, man. Stay tuned with me, man. I appreciate, you know, let's chat. I appreciate everything that y'all got going on. And I just appreciate y'all continual support. Thank you. We appreciate you. And you're welcome yes, back we here anytime. Thank you for coming to kick it with us. Absolutely. Right. Thank you for coming to kick it with us in the chat room. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And we will see y'all soon. All right. Bless you. Okay. Have a great evening.
I love when he comes on leash. <laughs> Absolutely. He I love his spirit. You know, just his spirit. Just he's just laid back no matter what he's doing. He's just laid back like family. I handle my business, mm-hmm. so I love it when he comes on. We appreciate everybody mm-hmm. kicking it with us here in the chat room, whether you're streaming us from iTunes, whether you're streaming us from a podcast podcast app, or you're streaming us here on the Blog Talk link. If you are re are listening to the archives, it's give it 24 hours if you click the link to listen to the archives. It takes 24 hours now for the uh, show to the show link, the recorded show link archive to um, be updated. So if you mm-hmm. find yourself wanting to listen to it again and you click the link and you can't get the the show, give it 24 hours, it'll be ready. We appreciate you guys. We are on break for a month, a well-needed break. We both got so much going on, but we will be back in September. And we already have a lineup if you're interested in being a guest on Let's Chat. Just send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. We are currently doing October and November. We appreciate you guys. Have a great night. Good night, everybody. Loud it. Loud it. Loud it. Loud it. You see this five phone cup in my hand? That bitch loaded. You see this cigarillo big market just rolled up? That bitch loaded. You see this Nintendo hanging out the side of my hip? That bitch loaded. Let go. Walk up in the bank with a Mitch.